Your daily companion this evening. My name is Given Illustrative, and I'm joined by Charles Dodoy coming in all the way from the Western Cape as usual. Um, and we're continuing to have a wonderful night this evening. Uh, let us know wherever you are and wherever you're from, what your thoughts are on the conversations that we're having, if you have anything to contribute, um, and if there's any experience that uh, you're, you're facing or any experience that you're seeing happening within South Africa and how it's impacting you and your loved ones. Um, do remember the WhatsApp line is 0826572729 and we'd also love to hear any questions or any opinions you may have uh, during this wonderful interview that we're about to step into. So we're having a conversation with Uprayan Mtembi. Um, I, I met this man at, at a speaking event and I must be honest, I was blown. <laughs> I was honestly, honestly, honestly blown. I feel like his speaking gift um, is is definitely of international standards. Um, you know, when someone, when you think you know, and then someone comes and just provokes your mind and you're like, come on now, come on. Yeah, so we're going to be speaking to him. He is an organizational performance and well-being speaker. Um, and I don't know if I'm correct, but you major in business psychology. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. So I really, I really want to unpack you tonight, and I know that you're well prepared for this. So I'm, I'm also excited for those listening and everything that they're going to be learning as well. Um, so we're going to step right into it. So, um, Shal, I hope you're here, um, also, and 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 ready to probe and give us your perspectives. Are you there? <laughs> Of course. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. There we go, there we go. All right, cool. Um, so let us know, Brian, um, who are you? What's your origin story? And what led you down this path? All right. Uh, firstly, let me say thank you very much for having me, Squire. You're most, we're, most welcome. We're meeting again for the second time. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes, right, yes. Perfectly. Uh, Sean, how are you, bud? Excellent in yourself, man. Very well. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me, guys. It's indeed a, a great pleasure and a privilege for me to be here today and having to share my, my work with you guys. It's indeed a pleasure. So, yeah. Brian is a, it's a, it's a performance and well-being strategist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I help organizations grow their competitive advantage through strategy and, uh, strategy and executive coaching. So I, I work with a lot of organizations and help them to grow their competitive advantage mm-hmm. not only executive teams but also the EAPs and okay. the LAPs which mm-hmm. is their employee assistant programs and also their leadership uh, assistant programs oh, so that's okay. what I do on a day oh that's very interesting yeah. so what brought me into this mm-hmm. <laughs> very funny question yeah I think speaking chose me from okay. high school I used to speak a lot uh, I used to be in the debate team and stuff like that but then I always been fascinated by business Mm, I've mm. done business, uh, I've, I've done commercial studies in high school, mm-hmm. uh, all the way to varsity. I, I enrolled for my BCom accounting. Then I went to the corporate world. Ish, then, ish. then the corporate world, you know what they do? They always bring these guys, uh, the business consultants, yeah. to come and help you with customer service, uh, leadership, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, so I was looking mm-hmm. at this guy having a time of his life on stage. And I said, you know what? This... I can do, you mm. know, and I was saying, and I think I'll have a lot of fun doing it. Mm. And I knew I could speak. So looking at him, I said, he's having fun doing what he have. Yeah. Why can't I do that? Yeah. You know, and I said, look, yeah. uh, I went and I did my research. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Then I find out about business psychology and the world of consulting. I then ditched uh, become accounting, okay. went straight into business psychology, mm-hmm. also known as industrial psychology. And two degrees later, I'm still having a time of my life and there's nothing I could be doing else. I love wow. what I do and yeah. You know it's, how it's my you life. know how rare it is to come across people who love their like you guys should see him. He's literally glowing. <laughs> like that's how much he loves his work. It's so rare to come across people who love their work to that extent. Like I'm sure you you literally wake up with a sense of excitement. Um and I can see it now and I also saw it when uh we first met at the um, entrepreneur event yeah. uh where you were speaking which on that night, you touched on a topic that I feel, I don't know, but you, you, you'll correct me here because you sure. would know better. Sure. I feel like South Africa is, is, is sort of, I don't know if it's a matter of not being prepared or maybe it's a conversation we're not willing to have. Um, and sometimes it's understandable as to why. So you were talking about the fourth industrial revolution. Yes. And what I love about what you did was that you made it so relevant to our context uh, because there's so many... Um, I think there's just so much content that's relevant to the the, the West. Sure. Um, you know, Americans make content for them and we try to learn, but you can only do so much. Sure. You understand. The, the thing is, you need to understand that South Africa, it's a, it's a third world country. Yeah. Now, the fourth industrial uh, revolution, mm-hmm. it's well executed in the first world countries. So we are all still confused. But mm. the thing is, it won't help because it is here. We just have to start facing and dealing with it. Exactly. So So, whether we are ready or not, it mm, is here. mm. But we will find a way. Mm, mm. So break it down um, in a sense of just being being able to be understood by the layman. What is the fourth industrial revolution? It's a very tough question, especially if you're going to say I must put it down to a layman. Because look, it's still foreign to most of us. Yes. But I'll try my level best. So I always say uh, this is the era of... uh, technology and the internet take over uh, mm-hmm. and, and researchers call this the age of the triple c's uh, which is accelerated change overwhelming complexity and extensive competition mm-hmm. so let me put it in a way that anyone will understand this so when they say to us it is the age of accelerated change what they are saying to us is that internet and technology it has now accelerated the rate of innovation okay so we wake up every day with new brands new product new trends and new ways of running businesses. Mm, and that mm. what it does is it forces organizations to operate in a state of flux, mm. meaning they have to every day rethink their business processes. Mm. And now, because of that, they can't really uh, build for size. Mm. Gone are the days where organizations might mm-hmm. rest it on size. On scaling, yeah. Yeah, so mm. it's now rested on their ability to adapt. Mm. So that's mm. what uh, the fourth industrial doing is, is doing. It's, it's, it's forcing organizations to operate formless and liquid. Oh, so I see. The, the, the next one is overwhelming complexity. And okay. I will use an example of Uber. Mm-hmm. So think about it for a moment. Do you think the taxi industry ever comprehended in their mind that one day they will have to compete with an organization that operates online that does not own a single taxi. That would have never... They couldn't comprehend it. This is the reason why instead of competing, they went violent. Exactly. It was too much for them to comprehend. Mm, So mm. it's it's very overwhelming and complex. So Mm. the fourth industrial revolution, it's, it's, it's fast 
and it's vast. Yes. So it's yes. touching so many industries yeah. at a very fast rate. Yeah. So a lot of people are getting confused and they are reacting the best way they know how to. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. So the third one is of it's uh, extreme competition. Okay. Now we need to spend a bit of time, especially for the entrepreneurs. Okay. Now what technology and internet has done? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Can you still hear me? Clearly. Perfect. So what it has done is it has collapsed, collapsed. Sorry, mm-hmm. the the borders, the geographical borders. Okay. What it means is that you might be sitting here in Pretoria, mm-hmm. and your customer might be sitting somewhere in Midrand or in Soweto. So just because you are here, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you have to play in this space. This is the time where we talk about uh, acting local and thinking global. The yes. time has come. Yes. This yeah. is the time. Yeah. So. But what it did, it created what we call market vulnerability. Okay. What it means is that the the market is open for everyone. So your if if you are an entrepreneur, your customers unfortunately they are exposed to the world. Anyone can easily get to them, mm, and mm. the customers can also get to your competitors very easy and very fast. Yeah. So it has made the market to be vulnerable. Mm. So it, it created extensive competition. Mm, mm. So that's how I can sum up the fourth industrial revolution. I think you definitely did a good job in especially explaining the um, the characteristics, you know, sure. um and and the way that the the in the in fourth industrial revolution in order to identify it, you know, you can always use those because yeah. I'm thinking now particularly um I think for an example the music industry the yes. music industry used to be such a controlled industry. Like when, when re- doing records, when, when musicians were recording records, there was no such thing as you could record in your room or have a bedroom studio. 100%. You literally had to have the equipment be owned by a major company. Um, and nowadays I was watching um, a, a conversation, it was actually a podcast, uh, where they were interviewing an artist who literally became famous through TikTok. He recording his, his song in his bedroom and yes. now he's on Rolling Stone yes you know yes um, and that was never ever possible before so it's a, it has actually opened opportunities and I think I'm, 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 I'm excited to get there but I don't want to move there too fast but <laughs> I want us to get to the part where you know talking more about the opportunities that it's opened because if anything I know that there are people who are actually in fear because of this shift yes. you know what i mean yes. but what i want us to get to now is um what what are some of the practical examples that you can give or the evidence of the fourth industrial revolution beginning to impact south africa um so i mean i know i walked i heard rumors of it um okay. and and i don't know if you, if, if you it happened the same way with you shall like you remember you know those um McDonald's um, pay stations that have entered the 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 McDonald's restaurants now, shall? Yes, yes. Yeah, like wasn't it a shocker to you when you walked in and you're like they t- they literally actually this is what what shocked me most. They tell you go pay over there, like it's not even and it's it's sort of like no longer becoming an option. Um, so what are some of the, 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 the those tangible evidences that we can see happening within South Africa, such as the McDonald's shift to uh, automated purchases? Yeah, so there's a lot of examples we can take from. I mean, uh, you can look at the, the way banking is happening now. Mm, uh, mm. Internet banking is one example of it. Uh, Time Bank, for one, mm-hmm. they, they, they've entered the space and they're doing quite well. Mm. You know, uh, 
online shopping. So we have your Takealot, your Amazon. We have cashless payment, uh, the, 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 the payment systems. Yes. We have Yoko. It's doing quite well now mm, for small mm. businesses especially. Mm. Uh, self-service machines. You talked about it. McDonald's. Yes. So yeah. you can just order your thing there. Pay there if you have to. Mm-hmm. And then we have Uber. I just talked about Uber now. Automated call centers. When you call Vodacom today, the the machine can actually assist you without you having to to talk ish, to ish, ish, ish. to a consultant. Yeah, yeah. And then we today because of the COVID, mm-hmm. we are now exposed to this new narrative of working from home, and we are also starting from home. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was reading. Uh, I think it was last week. Interesting enough, UCT mm-hmm. they are starting their own. They are launching their online high school. So think about it. So we are going digital. Wow. So the, the evidence is vast. It's, there's too much evidence to, mm, to see that mm. it is here. So my advice is we better get used to it. It's yeah, not no, going anywhere. I agree. It is here. I agree. We just have to find a way to deal with it. You'd have to actually be sleeping not to see that it's already infiltrating us. And right? it won't help. Yeah. It won't help. Yeah. Shall, so we are here. Yeah. Shall, have you had any... Um, especially with the examples that Brian just gave right now, have you had any stuff that have shocked you in the way that we've moved into a more automated world like the McDonald's thing? Uh, Yes, not only the McDonald's thing, but have you guys seen how much e-commerce has picked up? Uh, I saw statistics earlier this week. I think the the online sales for... um, uh, Builders Warehouse, mm-hmm. which is not a place that you usually uh, think would do e-commerce, right? People oh. going to this massive warehouse. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Builders Warehouse increased uh, their online sales increased hundred and thirteen percent. Wow! Wow, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Massive. That's crazy. That's especially insane. from increased, I mm. think ninety-two percent or something. Wow, that's that uh, that is a lot, hey. Yo, especially so I think this is this is another thing that um, I think is shocking to me about um, especially how quickly the shift is happening. The, ch- the, the real world changes are very um, large. Like, I mean, imagine a company that's moving to a hundred and something percent within. I'm sure this probably happened during the space of lockdown, because uh, another thing I've noticed is that with computer purchases, There've been so many people buying laptops because they're having to work from home. There's even a shortage of semiconductors as well. So it Mm. it is the shift happens and it happens. It disrupts very quickly. So now, Brian, one thing I want, I think you're the perfect person to ask this question, especially because you would understand the psychology of it. Right. Okay. Um, So. In terms of the fear that comes with the the, 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 the fourth industrial revolution, sure. and also, I mean, for me, I can imagine, I mean, South Africa is predominantly low-income earners, right? Sure. Um, there's a lot of young people who have qualifications, and they're not able to use them. So... What are your thoughts on the fears and the anxieties that, that people have? I mean, if I walk into a, a McDonald's and I see the new automated systems, the first thing I'm thinking is... What about the people that used to, the they cashiers. used to need? Exactly. So sure. what are your thoughts on that? Look, uh, the fears are valid, mm, uh, mm. especially in the short term. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the truth is people are going to lose jobs mm. uh, to automation and robots. But look, uh, when you go to war, you, you, you don't prepare to avoid death. Yeah. So there will yeah. be deaths. Yeah. A couple of people will be compromised. Mm. So you, you prepare to... To minimize the casualties. Yeah. So when you go to where there will always be casualties. So the truth is the jobs will be lost. That's something we have to deal with it. But in the long run, I think more industries will be open. 
you know, you, you, you said something about artists. Uh, I think we are getting into a space of uh, creativity. Uh, if, if you look at what is happening now on our social medias, mm-hmm. the influencers are taking over. Very, very true. They are taking over. So there's a market as, as one market closes. It's not closing completely. People just need to adjust, risk themselves and, and take another position. But another industries are going to, to, to open and mm. we will eventually we will get the gist of this fourth industrial revolution. Yeah. And we will we will go with it. Yeah. Um, another point I want to make is that remember, this is not the first industrial revolution. Exactly. So we've been here before. And we, we, we came out we came out and we, we came out victorious. Mm. So I think we are just still scared. We are mm. still like I said, we are a a third world country. So exactly. this thing is still new. Some of us can't afford data, some of us never used computers in our lives. Now you're telling us you're going to replace us with robots and mm. it's just too much for us mm. to take. Mm. But one thing I know about uh, human beings is that we are evolving beings. Exactly. Once our back is against the wall, we will find a way to bounce back. You know, like the saying goes. You never know how strong and powerful you are until your back is against the wall. Now, Africa is predominantly youth. Like, Africa. I think we're probably the most, the youngest continent um, on planet Earth. Like, we have a lot of young people, which is a very good thing. It um, is. Yeah, in terms it of is. the demography of it, it's a very, very good thing. Now, what I, what I often think about is, in terms of the way that companies... So, just to make a practical example, if... A company like Builders Warehouse is is beginning to realize that we can move our sales online. Mm-hmm. Um, if many other companies that you know that I think a lot of our population is employed by the retail industry. Yes. Now, if 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 those industries have realized that we can actually cut our costs, because as you mentioned now, this is actually what you said right now is something that we often forget that companies are responding to being attacked. They're not thinking when McDonald's made the decision, they weren't thinking we need to people need to lose jobs. That's not what they were thinking. They're just trying to survive. They're trying to survive. They're yeah. responding to aggressive attacks. Exactly. Right? Like I say that they will always be on that. Uh, mm-hmm. They will rethink their business uh, processes and always make sure that they are liquid. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this is this is one of it. And mm. remember, companies are just trying to to survive, like we said. Mm. And mm. people get compromised in the process. Yeah, yeah. And you've you've also just mentioned, actually, interestingly enough, the fact that um, influencers are now beginning. I mean, I had a, a friend of mine tell me that uh, she's an actress, sure. a very good actress. Sure. She went to school for it. She studied for it. She's brilliant at it. She goes to a place for auditions. Um, she makes it up to the top four. Mm. And right when they're supposed to do the final audition, they tell them that they found an actress. It's an influencer who has no acting experience mm. simply mm. because she has mm. a million followers. You, see. you understand? So then that is a bit of... Um, I don't know. It's like it created an opportunity, but also created a huge threat. Yeah. So it's about who's best in that game. Yeah. So you need to to up your game and make it. creating content is is, is tough. So you mm. is those who do it well that will get the jobs. Mm. So you need to understand mm. what is happening and position yourself uh, accordingly. Yeah. It's, so it's very bad for artists. I, I've heard that before. That you know, even shows on TV they go they give people with greater following than those who, who actually deserve. But hey, it's the reality of it. Companies <laughs> are just trying to make money. And yeah, to, no, to I understand afloat. what you mean. Hey, yeah. So do you feel like it's going to, for, for the general context of Africa, do you feel like this is going to open more opportunities than threats? Uh, it's tough to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, you said Africa. In Africa, you know, uh, it's not a first world continent. Yeah. So 
it's it's tough to tell now. The lines are still a bit blurry. Mm-hmm. Because remember, we we need the government to step in. We need corporates to step in so that they can induce the environment. Yeah. So even people are not ready for this fourth industrial revolution. Mm. So for now, it still poses as a threat. For now, mm. but I think once we get the gist of it, we will we will get uh, we will get better at it. Yeah. But for now, it is a threat, and I won't even sugarcoat the truth. Yeah, sure. I'm not is. sure. But, mm-hmm. but look, uh, opportunities are there. Mm-hmm. It's just that they're on a different, that we are not used to on the other side, on the technology and stuff like that. So even our educational system is not ready to move us to the fourth industrial revolution. Yeah. So that's the problem. So the problem does not only lie on us individually, mm. but are we given the resources and the platforms and the support we need mm. from the government and from Africa at large? So it's, it's, it's have Still you tough. have you also noticed that there's a lot of um young pe- developers you know and people who own business and people who want to start businesses who feel like the best way to respond to these technological advances that are happening is by sure. creating an app <laughs> <laughs> which which might be one way of doing it you yeah, know um, yeah. i think they they are on to something it's just that the support mm. is not there yet you know smes and in south africa it's it's is something else. The support is not there. Mm. Uh, so people can't really venture into entrepreneurship. And because, you know, to create an app, you need some good funding. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. in South Africa, it's, it's not that easy. We yeah. don't have Silicon Valley here. Ish. So it's, it's um, tough. Charles, I don't know if I'm remembering correctly, but I think we have, do we have a colleague who has, I think, a mom who's taught in the UK as a teacher? I can't remember. Okay, I'm, I'm probably um, it's, it's it's a person or someone I know elsewhere. But the reason I'm asking that is, um, I want to know in terms of um, your view of uh, particularly within South Africa. Would you say that our schooling systems are preparing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've arrived. We've arrived. We've arrived. Um, would you say that our now? I want us to separate them, right? Because sure. tertiary operates differently from high school. But in a more general sense, would you? say that our, our, our education system is preparing young people for this this shift in our industry not even uh let, let me get your question right in 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 primary sector high school or varsity so we want to break it down so we can let's um, go with varsity because varsity is what prepares you to be comp- uh, competent or in terms of um the working environment not really, not really. So we've had research shows that the most, most companies are complaining about our graduates, that mm. they don't know what to do now. They don't know how to do the job, even though they have the degrees. Mm. So what, what they are resorting to now, most companies, they used what we call the competency assessment model to actually hire these people. So okay. what they do is they give you a project so they can test your skills, your competency in that, because they don't trust the system anymore. So just because you have a piece of paper they, they, they can't take you into their confidence. So they want you to prove to them. So most companies use what we call uh, competency assessment-based uh, programs. I see. So before see. you, before, it's, it's a selection, pro, it, at the end, they, before they hire you, let's say you say you want to be a researcher. Yeah. They will give you a research and say, go research this, especially Bain. I'll give an example by Bain uh, Consulting. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they give you a research. Mm-hmm. They want you to, to put it on a PowerPoint, put mm-hmm. it on a spreadsheet and Excel. Mm-hmm. And then actually uh, deliver that and present it to them. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is they're 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 checking your skills on research. Do you understand? Do you know Excel, PowerPoint, and can you actually uh, present? Do you have the presenting skills? That's what they need in a 
in a consultant. I see. What so you they mean, make sure yeah. that before they hire you, they give you an assignment to go and complete. So they can't be confident about you. I and see this is one mean. reason to show that they are not confident. So most of the degrees mm-hmm. from our universities, they don't prepare us for the fourth industrial revolution. Sure. I think this is exactly why. So I'm, I'm very big on advising people to do like volunteer. Yeah. Even if you have yeah. to do it for free for, for a certain period of time. Just go and volunteer to work for a company. Get the skills. Get the skill. So yeah. the skill must be active as well. So yeah. what happens is, yeah. even if you say maybe you are into programming, they will give you a project and say, go do this. So they, exactly. Because they want to know that, okay, you've studied the skill. Can you, can you do it? Do yeah. you have something yeah. that is tangible that yeah. we can see? Yeah. So that's why if you look at companies like Apple, mm-hmm. you look at companies like uh, Google, they know more value degrees. Mm. They say, do you know, do, do you have projects that you have done that we can tell that you know this thing of coding and IT and stuff like that? Yeah, so they need projects, yeah. mm. not only about degrees anymore. So the degrees, most of them, they, they render obsolete in the real world. Yeah, I know that Elon Musk is a very big fan of skill Skills. over qualification. Yes. And I think most companies fan. are taking that route. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Especially companies that are savvy and actually understand how the system works. Yes. What are your thoughts on high school, though? It's the worst. Oh, it's the worst. Especially for fourth industrial revolution. I mean, you can have someone in grade 10 mm. who's never turned on a computer. Mm. I mean, the rural areas and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's the, the educational system, even the syllabus, it's, it's, it's not even close to dealing with the fourth industrial revolution. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If we still have kids who study under the trees, you can only imagine. So it's, it's, now, it's, now I, want, I want us to ad, 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 address Shal quickly because Shal has kids. Ne? Okay. Shal? <laughs> he has two, two little boys. So Shal, <laughs> tell me, what if your, your, your two little boys decided they want to be YouTubers when they get old? What are your honest, <laughs> Shal, listen to me. What are your honest thoughts on your kids saying, pa? Onsfield YouTube tune. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an uncle that's an attorney that specializes in liquidation, unfortunately. And he told me that there's two main reasons that people go into liquidation. Firstly, is uh, unprepared circumstances, stuff like COVID happened. The second thing is they don't understand finances. My son is more than welcome to do YouTube, but I will force him to study some other business degree first. That's just the way that it will be. Yeah, it doesn't so happen. It doesn't ha- work that you get all this money, but you don't know how to properly use money. I will train them to the best of my ability, but all my friends that studied something in finances are doing a lot better than what I am at mm, this stage because mm. they understand it better. So that will be my answer. Yeah, so I actually bring this up because now we're we're living in a reality where, um, and I know some people might actually not be aware of this, but there are a lot more content creators and not just YouTube. It's just that YouTube is the most prominent platform, right? So there are a lot of content creators. And I've been recently shocked right now here in South Africa. There is Usibu Mpanza, there is U Nicolette Mashile. Uh, There's so many people who've had their careers built on YouTube, Mm. right? And Mm. on social media. On social media. That's where they, that's their CRM. Mm. The social Mm. media is the new CRM these days. So I, I want you to speak a bit to towards, first of all, because now we can blame the government all we want. But then you also have the parent who says, you know what, even though the system, I know it's not perfect. I want you to go through it and I want you to focus on it. All this YouTube thing, put it aside. <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on, on parents being more open 
You know, like Charles is saying, he wants a balance. So what are your thoughts on, on parents being more open to allow their children to, to, to pursue careers in these new existing industries of content creation? Yeah, look, for, for us, uh, we understand it better. Mm. But parents, they are still a bit behind and they want to do things traditionally. Yes. They, they haven't caught it to the fact that uh, traditional way of doing things is, is, is losing its potent. So what is happening now it's we we can't blame them you know they they are thinking for them it's from the goodness of their heart you know mm, they have their children's mm. best interest at heart mm. but the truth is uh i also agree with Charles that i think they they must they must strike a bit of balance uh go to an art school or something mm-hmm. you know get a formal degree that you can use or maybe you can start your business with or something but education is still important even it though is. we are in the fourth industrial revolution i think education is still important it so is, yeah. i would advise parents to not be too hard but do advise you know they shouldn't tell their children what to do mm. but advise them to say look we, we're not saying don't do one two three yeah but uh it would be better if you can save you you can safeguard yourself in this one two three manner Okay, no, so I completely I understand you. Yeah. yeah, so now coming back to this, right, uh, right, right as we, we reach our conclusion, sure. um, there's, there's been an, a, a whole, like now you're mentioning that uh, it was UCT, right, that's creating sure. their own online high school. high school. I'm very excited about that, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> crazy, man. So yeah. the fourth industrial is, is, is taking over. Mm. And so... you wouldn't expect UCT to do it. <laughs> I don't know if it's there just they me, go. but they can be very rigid. Yeah, they can. They can. Mm, but look, mm. I think they they're giving in. You know, they're giving in to the to the new realities. Exactly. Mm. So what I wanted to get to is this: um, What have you seen in the space of? So I know there's a Skillshare where you can literally just go and learn skills. You can go and code for as little as. I mean, I recently paid for a course. It was less than five hundred rands a year. Um, so I can learn the piano, I can learn to code, I can learn on how to make content, create yeah. content. Um, what have you, what is your advice towards the young people themselves? Um, those who feel like they're seeing opportunities being taken away from them. But at the same time, there's all this education that's being available on how you can learn new skills without having to pay lump sum of money. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think they should take advantage of it. Uh, they really need to take advantage of this, uh, your Udemy's and stuff like that. But mm. the, the most important thing is not about them lending the skills. You know, it's about applying the skills. Like I told you that companies need projects. Mm. They want to know that, mm. okay, you, you learned uh, coding. You have a certificate in coding. Mm. Where have you applied it? So they must take advantage of these companies that offer the skills. Yeah. But most importantly, they need to apply the skills. The you skill. talked about volunteering. So once you have... Uh, uh, acquired the skill mm-hmm. find a place where you can then uh, uh do that skill that will practice be it, yeah. yeah practice it in, in a way that it will be tangible and something that you can show to the uh, employer mm, yeah no i i absolutely agree with you it's something i'm yeah. very passionate about and sure. i'm also challenging myself to do more now something i'd like you to do now right is sure. to just break down again um your work because i feel like that's something that a lot of young people can aspire towards at times, it feels intimidating when you watch someone like you sure. do such an excellent job delivering a presentation sure. and breaking down a business and saying this is where you can fix your fix your or or, or better your your way of doing business. Yeah. What does someone like you do 
Um, and then also, what are your 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 thoughts on 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 someone who'd like to aspire towards being a speaker? Because I know that the you specialize in organizational performance and uh, well-being, right? Sure. Uh, but obviously, there's many other things that a person can specialize in as a speaker. Sure. Um, so, what is it? Ex- what exactly does your job look like? And then getting into how can people connect with you if they want to know more or work with you? Oh, okay, so like I've said in my intro that I, I help organizations to, I help them with strategy. Mm-hmm. So I study a lot of competition, like I study the, the small margins in competition in business. So I, I spend a lot of time with business. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I also do motivational speaking, but I'm not really a motivational speaker. But I do it as, you know, just trying to give back. And like you're asking me now, this is the platform for me to do that motivational yeah, speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So my advice to those who wants to be speakers, number one, uh, get an education. It doesn't have to be formal. The reason why I say as a speaker, you need to get an education. And this is very important. is because you see, when you ascend in a position of influence, what you say to people has the power to alter their whole life trajectory. Mm-hmm. So you need to be careful about what you say and how you say it. So it's important to find a mentor and to find proper training so you can know how to, to channel your words and to channel your, well, uh, your work to people uh, in, in majority. Because someone can listen to you say something mm-hmm. and then they change their whole life on that one op- uh, opinion that you give. That's true. So number one, if you want to be a speaker, find a mentor, get the right uh, training and you, you, you work hard. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. just it. And connect with as much people as you can, mm. and practice, 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 practice. Especially from the side of uh, public speaking. Yeah, public speaking yeah. needs you to practice almost every day. Yeah, so yeah. I love I love the fact that you meant the way that you broke it down because some someone could think I can speak, I'm very fluent and I'm I'm quite savvy and sure. think that they can go this route that's a lot easier and doesn't have actually I remember texting you in preparation for as we were texting back and forth and you were telling me that um um I'm I'm gonna need to prepare the content for the day. Sure. Um, and I'm sure. like, it's an interview. <laughs> but to you it's still in line with your work and that's how seriously it's my job. you take it. I take exactly. it very serious. The thing is, I, like I don't want to take chances with people's lives mm, because I know mm. that someone is listening to me. I'm on radio. I tell them that uh, forget school. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I and see. they change their viewpoint of life just because Brian said one, exactly. two, three. So you need to be very careful, prepare and make sure that you give people uh, information that is relevant. I really respect useful. that. I really respect that. Yeah. Now let us know how uh, anyone can connect with you if they'd like to get to know more. Okay, now um, on all social media platforms, it's Brian M. Tembi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my email is info at brianmtembi.co.za. You're still tuned into Radio Pulpit right here on 657 AM. It is a Friday evening and this is I Am Live. And that was Brian M. Tembi. Uh, and we were having a wonderful conversation about the fourth industrial revolution and how it's beginning to impact the lives of South Africans.